Hello and welcome to Little Birdie's Sports Show for a Monday First Look. I'm your host, Nikki Sylvester. Joining me today is MG for the wrap-up of the AFL uh, Home and Away season. And we've also got Top Rope on the line for NRL. First Look is proudly brought to you by Little Birdie TV, topsport.com.au, punting form and manscaped for the very best in men's grooming. MG, throw it to you because you were at a big game yesterday. Morning, Nikki. How are you? You're a little fired up this morning, so I'm just going to tread lightly uh, with uh, the carnage of your team, the Bombers, uh, last week. Uh, yes. You have come into the office with uh, punching without gloves on, so duck, duck and weave downstairs. But um, yeah, what a what a uh, well, I'm going to describe it as more of a zoo going to the MCG yesterday. Um, <laughs> Carlton Collingwood supporters, they're interesting uh, dynamic and individual species, but yeah, what was it, 88,000 uh, in a game that obviously came down to um, a one-point result, yeah. ending up in Carlton, horrible way to uh, miss out on finals. Uh, yeah. yeah, last quarter they kicked zero goals six to Collingwood five goals one mm-hmm. uh, after leading by plenty, and they made some horrendous errors in the last couple of minutes as well, yep. being well highlighted, um, but yeah, what? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. There's much worse in football than uh, losing by a point to miss out on finals to one of your uh, major adversaries. No, I agree with that. And then I think you know, if you had a look at what it meant to the other clubs, like you could see the reaction from the Western Bulldogs. Everyone was watching them on the big screen, and um, you know what it meant to them to win. And amazing, like where they've come from for this year as well. But yeah, look, I agree with you, Carlton. They'd have to have a really hard look at themselves after this, and um. <laughs> You know, at one point they were premiership favourite. Like people were saying they could win the flag, like, you know, and then they've come to miss out on um, finals, yeah. So uh, Yeah, from eight eight and two earlier in the year, yeah. I think they were uh, pretty much in the top four for most of it and mm-hmm. they were obviously in the eight for all of the year yep. to miss out uh, by a point. And basically, you know, the last goal of, uh, of, of this, their season was, uh, yeah, horrible way to miss because they certainly had their chances in the last yep. quarter to put them away. After an yep. unbelievable third quarter, yep. for those who haven't seen the match, they kicked eight goals in the uh, in mm-hmm. the third quarter after being down by four at halftime. Yep. So, yeah, amazing swings. Uh, you know, it was it was good to be there. Um, had plenty of Carlton and, and Collingwood supporters around me, and it was uh, interesting dynamic to uh, to watch. Yeah, and it just overshadows a little bit that Charlie Kerno's obviously won the Coleman, and um, you know, the season hasn't finished where they want. So, um, look, that's bittersweet for them, and obviously, uh, you know, they'll have to do a bit of work on the. In the off season and work, figure out where they go for 2023. But um, top rope, you've got what you wanted. You got a little bit of a coach sacking. It may not be your uh, code, but you did get a coach sacking. So I'm pretty sure you'd be happy with that. Very exciting, Nikki. Look, I, I'm just thinking it must have been pretty wild at the MCG yesterday. If uh, if it was a zoo in the glass-fronted <laughs> corporate hospitality, probably with the president where the great Mark Goodwill was sitting, I can't imagine what it was like in the outer <laughs> with the hoi polloi. So it must have been real wild there. Uh, no, look, it's great. Look, look I, I'll be honest, I've not enjoyed a, a, a weekend of AFL more. Didn't watch a single play, but uh, enjoyed enjoyed a coach being sacked, not being sacked. Uh, the treatment of, of some guy called Alistair Clarkson, like he's Craig Bellamy or Wayne Bennett, and then uh, players crying on a field. It's unbelievable, an unbelievable advertisement for uh, the AFL. <laughs> when you caption it like that, it's probably not the best week for the AFL. Okay, looking for looking back, they're probably going to sit there and go, "Geez, okay, top rope's right." <laughs> but um, on Friday night, I was up in Brisbane and um, and I was sitting there, I was thinking, "Geez, the two Melbourne, so Melbourne played Brisbane in both codes, and geez, Melbourne flogged them in both codes." So um, you know, another example of uh, I knew you were going to say that the sporting capital, <laughs> their top rope. Did you note that down? 
two Melbourne dominations on a on a Friday night. Well, Top Rope's happy because he he's, he's the biggest Storm's biggest supporter. And they're back. Very and happy. Back. Very happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Top I'm, Rope I'm, jumped I'm, off jumped jumped off the Storm ship about what four weeks ago, and now he's swum quite fast freestyle to get back on the boat now. Absolutely, up and about. I was last one off and first one back on there. Oh, geez, I forget <laughs> that. So I was I stuck with him a, a long long way into that losing streak. Look. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Broncos are falling apart, but more just a continuation of uh, of Melbourne's uh, complete and utter dominance of uh, the Broncos. They've now won 29 of 33, 12 on the shot, put 60 on them. Broncos' worst ever score conceded uh, for a once-proud club. So uh, a pretty brutal loss there for, for, for them. And, yeah, Melbourne, yeah, really hitting form at the right time of year. Penrith, you know, no Nathan Cleary, no Luai. Looking a little bit shaky at the moment. Might be there to be got, and uh, maybe the storm will be there, to, there to get them. Can you can you run me through the golf? Did you watch the golf this morning? I did watch the golf this morning. It was a bit disappointing. Um, I just can't can't get into Patrick Cantley. He won one one again. He's looking for back to back FedEx Cup uh, wins. He's just yeah. It's, the, the, You'd think the playoffs, much like a grand final in other sports, would you know, would kind of be, be be building up to something bigger. The, the, the deeper these playoffs get, the less appealing they are. It was a pretty stacked leaderboard, probably not surprisingly, but uh, Cantlay, uh, Shoffley and Scheffler all all in the mix there with, with Scotty Stallings. But uh, Patrick Cantlay was just too good. His iron game was too good and fixed up some putting woes from from yesterday and uh, yeah, went did, did, did enough to... Uh, to win the uh, the BMW Championship, so one week to go onwards and upwards to the uh, to East Lake and uh, the Tour Championship, where we'll start with uh, the staggered scoring system that drives every golf better mad. And um and the NRLW had its first round over the weekend as well. Oh, the girls are unreal. They uh they they put thirty eight on the eels and they could have put fifty on with some decent kicking. Uh, Sam Bremner back uh, after missing the last season with uh, through pregnancy. Uh, she was unreal in her club debut. She had three try assists. Isabel Kelly, outstanding. She new, new captain of the Roosters, scored a double. Uh, unreal for for them. Uh, Newcastle didn't win a game last year. Knocked off the all conquering Broncos. Some great recruitment there. They pinched uh, Codelia medal winner Millie Boyd, and uh, absolutely real. Seventeen year old Jessie Jessie Southwell made her debut for the club. Scored a try in the fifth minute and is going to be an absolute star of the future for her to do what she did at 17 years old. Had to get the, the Joseph Sawali exemption there. And the Dragons, they uh, they thumped the uh, the Titans in a another free-flowing game. And for all you betters out there, all you punters, you want to be betting the overs in these ones. I don't think the lines are getting nearly big enough at the moment. So uh, totals were way too low in week one. And we're going to see them, I dare say, again in week two. going to be way too low. The, the standard just continues to... To improve, it's great footy to watch, and the, the points flowed in, in every game. Thanks, there, top rope. Okay, the overs punters, you can take the tip there. Now, let's recap the AFL last round of the season. All right, Melbourne they beat Brisbane one fifteen to fifty seven. Fremantle beat the GWS eighty nine to sixty nine. The Gold Coast beat the Kangaroos one fourteen to forty seven. Geelong beat West Coast one thirty one to forty six. Richmond beat Essendon one forty one to seventy five. Port Adelaide beat Adelaide. 111 to 55. The Western Bulldogs beat Hawthorne 87 to 64. Collingwood beat Carlton 75 to 74. And Sydney beat St Kilda 88 to 74. MG over to you. Bit like the uh, looking at the NRL results, they were so one-sided, which Top Rope will cover shortly. But the AFL was not far behind them either. They had some uh, 
smashings this yeah. week. Um, I know it's the last round going in and a few, plenty of teams, nothing to play for. But, uh, yeah, we kicked off Friday night with um, a very good match, mm-hmm. Melbourne and Brisbane on paper anyway going in and uh, yeah, Brisbane walk away shaking their heads. Another opportunity missed. Yeah, uh, never in it. Never yeah, in it. No, never in it. Got killed. Um, your side or your second side, Melbourne, who you've uh, <laughs> put a th- put a line through about six or seven weeks ago. They're uh, they're they're certainly back. And yeah, we'll have a look at the premiership market a bit later. But um, I just think, even though they've got to play Sydney coming up w- week one of the finals, I, I really think uh, Melbourne should be favourites now to win. Um, <laughs> I just I'm not saying that to wind you up because, as I said, I don't want, never want to wind you up, Nikki, but. I just think they've turned the corner, Melbourne. Their forward line certainly worries me, but I just think everything outside their forward 50 is as good as it can get. And if they end up playing Geelong in the MCG in the last dance, I know who would rather be on. So it um, be interesting to see how the next month plays out. But, yeah, Melbourne are back. And uh, Brisbane, I'm not sure where they're at now. Um, I just think their body of work over the last three or four years, they keep finishing top four, keep having the chances. Every time a big match comes up, they, uh, they basically shit the bed, unfortunately. So I'm not sure where they go now. And uh, – I think they Richmond have drawn them for week one of the finals, even though it's up in Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a cracking match, and I think Richmond are pretty happy to draw that marble. So, yeah. and Brisbane will be under pressure and at home. Uh, they'll be interesting to see. We'll cover that uh, probably Friday, uh, yeah. Thursday show that we'll be doing it now. Um, the rest of the matches, Frio had to win going into um, mm-hmm. GWS, and they were down uh, five goals at one stage. So they were very disappointing first half, but uh, they showed good composure, worked their way back in, end up getting a solid victory. So. They were going with some confidence there. Frio, um, Gold Coast, Kangaroos, we don't need to talk about that match, had no bearing. Geelong absolutely smashed West Coast. Unfortunately, uh, gave a bit of Ric Flair to top rope last week. Thought they might win by 100. They pulled up stumps and uh, didn't quite get there, winning by 85. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was a domination. Uh, Richmond were unbelievable against Essendon. They were really awesome. I know Essendon uh, had little to play for, had an horrendous week, and the yeah. emotional energy, yeah. as we said, would have gone out of them. Uh, I thought Richmond were a decent play going in. Got the job done, won very easily. Um, the showdown, the other game on Saturday night, Port Adelaide uh, did the job. Was very keen on uh, Port Adelaide from early in the week. Couldn't believe the price that they first went up. Uh, Nine and ten was posted early. Uh, they closed into the twenties and uh, did the job, especially in the second half. They were awesome, Port. So um, disappointing end to Port Adelaide's year, uh, but. Going forward, I think they've got the uh, nucleus to bounce back and make the final eight next year. The Bulldogs, Hawks, uh, again, Hawthorne gave it right up to the Bulldogs. Bulldogs had to win to make the finals, yeah. and uh, they were in trouble for the first half of the game for sure. Uh, just got the do- job done late. So, And as we know, they went on now and filled the eighth spot. So mm-hmm. uh, they deserved to be there. Yep. They had to win. Uh, even though they got a bit lucky with Carlton losing by a point, they end up being in the eighth spot and now travel to Frio to play. So they'll give themselves a chance against Frio. They're very inconsistent. So Bulldogs will give themselves a chance. Uh, we've already covered this match, Collingwood v. Carlton. Uh, unbelievable finish. Uh, the, I think the Collingwood supporters at halftime uh, were enjoying their beers and enjoying their lunch. Not so much uh, three-quarter three time. <laughs> there was a few Collingwood supporters around me that were very down. Had to pick him back up and said, listen, have you, your year so far, you've had so many close games. Uh, this will be a close finish. And sure enough, it came down to a one-point victory. So seven of the last eight matches now for Collingwood has been decided by less than seven points. So And they've won them all. So yep. a crazy year regardless of what happens in the playoffs. Um, I think as a, you know, if you're a Collingwood supporter, you've, you've enjoyed the run, especially the back end of the season. Yep. 
And Sydney, again, had to battle hard against St Kilda to make their top four spot as well. So, yeah, the Sunday played out, even though they all won, uh, they didn't have it all their own way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was a pretty exciting finish. I think the last month of AFL has been pretty exciting. The AFL couldn't have had it much better. So we've got our final eight teams and uh, we will review them uh, in depth on uh, Thursday. And then obviously we've got next week as well. So with the bye week, we have... uh, you know, NRL will get all the attention for a week, which will be unusual. So hopefully, what do you mean it's amazing? I'm going to take you to an NRL game on Friday night. You can have a great time. Yeah, top rope will be happy. We're uh, we're going to see the storm uh, and the chooks on uh, what night is it? Friday. Friday night. Yeah, yeah. so we can have a great time. Top rope will supply us the winners, so hopefully that'll pay for the beers. Yep. All right, let's just have a quick look at the bookie wrap. Okay. Uh, so eight out of nine faves, six of nine covers, five of nine over totals, and two of nine home teams. And for the season, we finished 72% of faves, 52% of covers, 55% over totals, and 60% for the home teams. Yeah, so one of the rare uh, punters weeks, I would have thought, overall. I think the bookies would have struggled to win this week with the only favourite not winning was uh, Melbourne, who were just outsiders going into the Brisbane game. So I think the bookies would have had a pretty tough week yep. overall, which would have been a rare occurrence for them. Uh, I mean, they they would have won on the horses, like you said, but gave it all back on the sport. They always win on the horses. It's <laughs> a complete fill-up. But, uh, yeah, just the season stats. Yeah. So we normally use 70 as a benchmark for um, winning favourites, mm-hmm. whether whether they win or lose. So they finished up 72. <clears> so it's probably just gone in the punters' um, favour there. But as you can see, the cover's close to 50%. So, um, you know, it's very difficult to pick the line. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you know, the plus and the minus are being very even. Slightly shading to the over for the year at 55%. So if you pick and choose for, through the overs, you've had a good win. And the home rate uh, only at 60%, which is low side. So yeah. uh, home ground advantage hasn't been as strong as uh, it normally is. But, yeah, um, yeah, very good season so far. Thanks, MG. Okay, now let's have a look at the stings because he had a – here we go. So we had round 23, five out of six, and – you had 15 and a half units bet and you won 9.51 units. And can I just say, on Monday, you declared Collingwood. You took him in your charity bet. You had three units on him and they didn't disappoint. And um, for the season, 58 to 43, you've had 253 units bet. You're up 28.05 units and that's an 11%, 11.08% return. Doing good, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to keep pace with top rope. Uh yeah, no, the one-two punch is going okay for us at the moment. Uh, as I said, trying to keep up with top rope. But, yeah, this week, uh, like this week coming yep, in, um, really uh, yeah, kicked it off Sunday night into Monday morning, certainly up and about early. So, unfortunately, uh, we didn't start that well. Um, we did get our chips in with the best of it, uh, 172. I think it might have even opened 170. It closed in the 180s. So, uh, even though we, we just had some poor kicking at times at mm-hmm. it, which often is the outcome whether you get a close total. But, uh, yeah, you got our chips in, but unfortunately lost that. Uh, the Port Adelaide one fell over the line there. Uh, you can see it's come down close at 166 on a 164 yep. total. Uh, so we got that. Uh, was very keen on Port Adelaide uh, for the entire week going forward, uh, minus 10 and a half. I think it closed 22, so really got our chips in well there. And as you can see, they won by 56, so mm-hmm. that was a pretty easy watch. Uh, the Bulldogs got the job done, uh, pulled away late, so I was pretty happy with that. Again, chips in. Betting early sometimes pays off, minus 10 and a half. I think it closed 17 or 18 there, so that was a good win. Uh, Collingwood fell over the line, so it was kind of uh, – we doubled up on the Collingwood line. We went again on the Sunday morning. Uh, we got some – uh, information. I'm not sure how early it was to the rest of the market, but the market didn't react quick enough. 
with uh, Walsh coming out for Carlton. So once that was confirmed, uh, yeah, we got a free shot probably for the best part of about one to two hours on the mm-hmm. bookies, I think. Um, so Collingwood ended up starting four, uh, three and four-point favourites there. So, yeah, pretty happy with, uh, well, even though we fell in, I was pretty happy with the way the uh, the punting week went. And that's why you got the AFL stings. You get all the info, buddy. That's it. That's why you're going to beat the bookies. All right. Now, let's have a look at the premiership market. Geelong, 290. Melbourne, 320. Sydney, 6. Collingwood, 9. Richmond, 11. Freo, 17. Brisbane, 31. And the Western Bulldogs at 34. Yeah, so we have our final eight teams. Uh, Obviously, Geelong and Melbourne, the one and two seeds, so they get home ground advantage. And if they win, they go straight through to the prelims. So understand why they dominate the betting there at about $3.00. Each of two. Uh, still happy with Sydney, my ticket. I know mm-hmm. they've got to come to Melbourne in the MCG and it'll be uh, a big game. And I think I think the winner's going to come from that side. I think if okay. if Melbourne beats Sydney and go through, I think they're going to be the team to beat going forward. And if Sydney managed to come to Melbourne and knock them off in the MCG, then I think Sydney uh beyond the real deal and a real chance to go all the way. Of the value, if I was going to have one pick from outside the top three, uh, I think Richmond. I like the way Richmond's going. $11.00. Uh, I think they've drawn a pretty good marble going up to mm-hmm. Brisbane yep. to play them. The unfortunate thing, you've got to win four games in a row, so it's going to be yep. tough. Yep. But if they can get over Brisbane the first week uh, and then they come to the MCG, it's not going to be away. So even though they've got to win four in a row, they'll be playing a lot of Melbourne-based sides going yep. through. So I just like the way Richmond are going. I think uh, you know, as long as Lynch is okay, I think the value would be Richmond. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy with my ticket on Sydney and I think now Melbourne are the team to beat. All right, there we go. Melbourne was. We're going to take that all the way to the big dance. Okay, the AFL Brownlow medal. Lucky Neal is $3. Clayton Oliver, three ninety. Brayshaw, 6 Patrick Cripps, 6 Petrarca, 7 Tuke Miller, 8 And then you've got Sam Walsh at 34 and Callum Mills at 48 yeah, It's a big finish mm-hmm. uh, to the week. Uh, I think Oliver is in the votes for the last round. Yeah. So uh, I think he puts himself in there. I think Cripps is going to partake in votes as well. So yeah. he puts his name back into the ring. I think there's genuine chances here. I think I think uh, looking at it, I think Neil may be a false favourite in this. So okay. I think he'll drift from the $3 mark. Uh, you know, in the next month we've got a lot of work leading up to the Brownlow. But, yeah, I think uh, I think it'll get out to more 350 range. And, yeah, I think there's some genuine chances. This is going to be exciting Brownlow count, a bit like last year. If you remember, we had a uh, good three or four yes. chances going yeah. through. Yeah. Uh, this one will be exciting as well because Brayshaw is definitely in with a chance for Frio. He's been awesome this year. They've finished top four and uh, they're, um, sorry, they're finished fifth, but he's got no opposition, whereas mm-hmm. Oliver's got Petrarca yeah. and the two Carlton boys going yeah, exactly. at it. And Miller's a bit of a wild card because Gold Coast have missed the eight, uh, but he has been a standout for their side. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting Brownlow count. Oh, I can't wait. Monday the 19th of September, Brownlow night, and I'm looking forward to what you're going to put out for the Brownlow. Okay, punters. He has had a great end to the season. He's on fire. Now, you need the AFL Stings, and you can get that in the Little Birdie Live TV shop from $22 a week. AFL Stings, $22 a week. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Top Rope for the NRL. Welcome back to First Look, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for over 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with Top Spot. Okay, let's get into it and check out the round 23 results for the NRL. Penrith, they beat South 26 to 22. North Queensland beat the Warriors 48 to 4. Melbourne, they beat Brisbane 60 to 12. Parramatta beat the Bulldogs 42 to 6. Cronulla, they beat Manly 40 to 6. The Roosters beat the West Tigers 72 to 6. St George beat the Gold Coast 46 to 26. And Canberra, they beat Newcastle 28 to 22. Top rope, there were some absolute shellackings. 
Oh, there was uh, some smash-up jobs for sure. If you like points, this is the weekend for you. I prayers for any unders punters out there. Uh, it's, uh, it was yeah, a week of absolutely – it was a historic week, actually. It was the highest-scoring uh, round when there's been eight games or fewer uh, in the history of the Premiership. So, uh, uh, astonishingly, you know, we'll start with the, the Roosters shellacking of the, the Tigers, 72-6. to six. That's the fifth-highest score of all time. 72 points, and making it even more astonishing, the uh, Roosters scored one try in the first 20 minutes. Like they, 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 it seriously looked like in that second half they might put on 80 for the first time in you know, nearly you know, 85 years. It was that was that diabolical from the Tigers. Um, we, you know, we, we saw a cracking game. You had to open the round, South and uh, South and Penrith. Penrith got the job done 26-22. South completely threw it away with. Uh, you know, Jackson Paulo having uh, one of the great stinkers of all time. It was one of the foulest individual performances of all time. The club's come out since and, yeah, he's received death threats and they're all getting behind him. But he should have been hooked a long time into that. He was abhorrent. And it wasn't just spilling balls. It was a distinct lack of effort. That, that, that kind of didn't do any favours with the fans either. So uh, probably cost South top, a chance at the top four there. So disappointing there for the, the, the Bunnies in the game. They should have won. But after that, the smash-ups began. Uh, Cowboys beat the Warriors 48-4. to uh, It's uh, the only uh, point of note there was that went over the early total, under the 52.5 closing. So disappointing there for Ovis punters there. And the 52 was scored. Storm absolutely annihilated the Broncos, their worst ever loss, 60 to 12. Uh, wild, wild stuff for a team inside the eight. This isn't a, a team that's kind of given up on the season. The Storm's absolutely throttled at home, a team who's inside. That's uh, 12 straight wins for the Storm and the Broncos now. And the psychological edge they've got over Brisbane is, is something to behold. Uh, Parramatta beat the Dogs, 42 to 6, another one sided affair. Mitchell Moses returned with a broken finger. Uh, just dominant. Dylan Brown, fantastic. Moses, fantastic. Uh, not so fantastic for those on the closing line. Closing total in this one, 48 and a half. Moses missed a conversion from the sideline to send that over. Well done, Anders Punners there. Uh, mainly in the, the Sharks, aka the homophobes hosting the Sharks. Uh, Sharks won 40 to 6, completely one sided. It looked like it would be the first time in a long, long time that uh, the Seagulls would be held to zero at. Uh, uh, at Bookvale, they managed to um, score a late intercept try to Daly Chervins, but total one-sided game there. Pressure on Des Hasler uh, now, and some club legends coming out and calling through his head. So, interesting. We talked about the Roosters, 72 6. Yeah, that, yeah, that's stunningly, that score flattered the, uh, that score flattered the um, uh, West Tigers. They should have lost by a lot, lot more. Uh, Dragons had a player sent off late, but the Titans 46-26. Another embarrassing defensive show, defensive showing from the Titans. And we had a close game to finish the round. The Raiders came from behind, down 22 at half time, beat the Knights 28-22 with a late try. But uh, uh, a low, low, low game. Uh, a lot of misconversions in that one. But uh, yeah, the, the Raiders got the job done, but were hardly impressive against uh, a, a Knights team that were. Yeah, so it's a fielding reserve grade side. Thanks, Top Rope. Okay, now we're going to have a look at the bookie wrap. Seven out of eight faves, six of eight covers, four of eight over totals, and four of eight for the home teams. And for the season, 70% of faves, 51% of covers, 53% over totals, and 59% for the home teams. Yeah, the only kind of yeah, point of note here is that the 
bookies have really reacted to, to some of the, the high scoring game. And we're seeing totals back up in the 50s again over the last couple of weeks, which we had kind of gone down markedly early in the year. So, um, and we had I think two or three games made up over three games made up over 70 points on the weekend. So, um, yeah, the, the scoring's kind of getting real loose now, and you're probably going to see that over the next couple of weeks as well. I can't really see it going. Going down with the, the golf between the good and the bad teams, only widening up even further. Now we're going to have a look at the GGOA. Okay, so for round 23, we've got three of four. You had 13 units bet and you won 3.45 units. Now for the season, 65 and 56, 307.5 units bet. You're up 52.56 units and that is a 17.09% return. It is amazing stuff. Yeah, plenty of action for the punters. We we like having a, we like having a bet. You, if those subscribers are not going to be left... Uh, Having one bet a week, we're going to get you there. Um, and yes, good results. Look, we've, we've, we've gone well. We've hit, hit a little hot streak here. The, the, the Cowboys Warriors total went over. And again, look, an early indication. Bet early on these ones. Don't wait till the end. That close, 52 and a half. You, you lost if you bet late there. Uh, Storm bet at minus four and a half. Uh, they jumped minus eight, one by 48. Never in doubt there. Uh, very, very, very stiff on the Manly Cronulla game. 46 and a half, finished 46. Uh, still crying into the uh, into the uh, in, into the uh, the beer over that one. It's George minus four and a half. Uh, got close in the middle of the second half, ran away late one by twenty. So uh, yeah, look, we're going well, and um, yeah, not too late to subscribe. We've still got a couple of weeks of action and uh, then some some finals footy. Thanks, top rope. I can't wait. It's going to be a couple of great weeks to see out the NRL. Now on Friday lines is now going to be done on Thursday. So the boys are going to cover the Thursday night game, which will be um, Parramatta and the Broncos. So the boys will cover that on Thursday. Make sure you tune in because you're going to want to get that. Let's go to the NRL Premiership because Penrith, they are still 220. The Storm, though, 480. Cronulla, 8. North Queensland, 950. The Roosters, 10. South Sydney, 13. Paris, 17. And the Broncos, 51. You're keen to take on the Panthers, but the Storm and Sharks pre-season, I'm more than happy with those tickets there. Uh, the Storm are really kind of warming into into it. Look, they're they're up, they're up against against the good teams, but they're on Pappenhausen. But they're starting to find their the rhythm a lot more with Munster at fullback and Mini at five eight rather than the other way around. So, uh, yeah, Storm they've got a BB game against the Chooks this week. So uh, they get over the hump there and, and finish top four. Yeah, be wary of the Storm. Be wary of the Storm. Don't worry, we'll be there <laughs> cheering from the sidelines. Okay, he is having an insane month. You need the GGOA, and you can get that in the Little Birdie Live TV shop from $22 a week. GGOA, we've still got two weeks of the NRL, and then we're going to have a jam-packed final season, and he's going to be all over it. Okay, MG, it's that time. Your favourite time, the charity time. <laughs> yeah, we're on, yeah, we've been on fire, Nikki. haven't we? The last month or something's been uh, crazy, that. so... 3-0 for the week, uh, for week 24, the results you can see on your screen now. So um, Collingwood fell over the line, got the got the result by a point there. So that was important back in the head-to-head. Uh, top rope tipped the Sharks at minus 8.5. I think it might have closed around 13. So not only got the victory, you got your chips in early and you tipped the Cowboys minus 18.5, mm-hmm. switching back to the NRL. So great week again, 3-0. and And I think we've gone... Two out of three, three and O, oh, two out of three, and three and O. Oh. So over the last month, um, worth following here if you get your uh, your early predictions here. So week twenty five now we're up to, and unfortunately for myself, leading by two. This is going to be Top Rope's favourite time because I have to tip in the NRL this week. So 
top rope will be looking to cut that lead down. But uh, at the moment, uh, I'm on 15 wins, top rope's on 13, and Nikki's on 12. So it's a close contest. We're going to run through to the end of the NRL Grand Finals. So I think we've got yes. like five or six weeks left to uh, to find a winner here. So for week 25, we'll go to top rope first for Wayside Chapel. Uh, who are you picking in the NRL this week, top rope? I sound like some tears, MG. Seems to be fairly It's all right now. I hope that wasn't any crying. Uh, no, we are, uh, we're, we're not previewing the Thursday game yet, but I can tell you right now we'll be chips in the Broncos. Uh, one of my favourite angles of it is a home team off an embarrassing uh, display conceding 60 points certainly fills that criteria. It'll be chips in the Broncos. Okay, so I think the market's there. About two and a half. Uh, top sports haven't gone up on their prices right now, but the early market's out plus two and a half there for Brisbane Broncos. Nikki for Sids and Kids. NRL, you don't get a choice this week. What have you come up with? Yeah, I'm going um Cronulla minus twelve and a half because I think I think they'll do a good job against the Bulldogs. And um, you know, my second team up up. I love the boys, well up the way they play. So we'll cheer them. You are a fan of the Sharks. Oh, yeah. All right. For myself, for uh my charity is Love Me, Love You. So I am going to go. In the NRL this week, so be a bit wary. <laughs> Me tipping the NRL. Um, I'll get a clip from Top Rope if I miss this, but I'm just going to stick fat with the Panthers. I think they've got, uh, we'll call it the bye week against New Zealand Warriors. So I know it's a big line, minus 20 and a half, but hopefully Top Rope, top rope supports it. They play all their players and uh, they get a good victory there and I can uh, keep my lead. All right. Thanks, MG. Okay. I can't wait. It's going to come down to the wire. All right. That is a wrap for this edition of First Look. Remember, you can follow us on socials. We are on Twitter and Insta, Little Birdie TV. Remember, you can download our podcast everywhere you get your good podcasts from. We're also on YouTube, so hit the subscribe button. Remember, Friday Lines is going to be on Thursday this time, so the boys will be back on Thursday to cover all the weekend action. And all your footy betting action is at topsport.com.au. We'll be back next week on Monday. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.